Well, good morning. We're so glad you guys are here with us. I'm assuming a lot of the guys that are in the room and ladies, you've already shot a deer this weekend, and so that's why you're here. If you're not here with us and you're watching from your deer stand, uh, we hope that you're staying warm. And so for everybody else, we're so glad you guys are here. If this is your first time here, uh, then we are super excited for you to be here. Stop by the Welcome Center. We have a gift for you on your way out. If you come regularly, make sure and download the Journey app. We talk about it every single week. It's the best way to stay connected and know what's going on. A couple things. Everything is due back today. And so if you have shoe boxes for Operation Christmas Child, they're due back today. If you took Thanksgiving bags for the community meals that we're going to be doing, those are due back today. You're in good news. If you're in first service, you can still leave. If you forgot those, bring them back for second service. Second service will not be so lucky. And so if you forget any of that stuff and can't come back today before we leave here around 1 o'clock today, uh, you can come anytime Tuesday between 10 and 2 and drop that stuff off. If you don't know any of that stuff going on, it's a little late, but we love to serve our community and all that. And so there's a bunch of things we're doing uh, for that. Now, we also are trying to be super generous uh, during the month of November. We always take time to recognize everything that we have. So the next couple weeks, we have some organizations that are going to be in here out in the lobby. And we encourage you to stop by uh, today, Erica Price with Bullet County Housing First, which is the housing um, coalition here uh, to end homelessness for women and children. Uh, she's going to be here, and we've partnered with her for things for many years, and they've got a big thing that's coming up here in a few weeks during Thanksgiving. Um, but we're going to invite her up at the minute and just kind of share a few things and then make sure and stop by. There's volunteer opportunities, opp opportunities to give, pray for them, and encourage them as they try to end homelessness here in Bullet County. Now, we are in the third week of this series, Toxic, and we have been talking about toxic people and identifying them, the people in our life, but then also trying to identify them in ourselves. And so today we are going to talk specifically about a certain level of toxicity that occurs that many of us have been victims of and unfortunately many of us often uh, do ourselves. And so there's this old saying, I don't know if you remember it or you were taught this when you were a kid, it's the stupidest saying ever because it's not true at all. And here's what it is. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me, right? That is the dumbest thing that has ever been said ever. And we teach it to our kids. And I'm sure it's like to build encouragement and courage and stuff like this. But let's all be honest. Um, words hurt, right? Words hurt. And, and here's the thing. There were injuries I had from when I was a kid. And being a little boy, there were fights that I got in when I was a little kid. I don't remember any of those injuries, but I can still remember things that were said to me, right? I can still remember what people said to me at different points in my life. And so words are extremely powerful. Your life has been shaped, my life has been shaped by the words spoken to us, over us, and about us. And so the direction and quality of our life can often be guided by the words spoken to us, over us, and about us. Words shaped our childhood experiences. Words are shaping your marriages and your most intimate relationships. Words are shaping the dynamic of your family and your family dynamic right now. Words impact your confidence and your self-esteem or lack of confidence and lack of self-esteem. Words impact who you see when you look in the mirror. People with no confidence have gained confidence simply through positive words being spoken over them. And at the same time, people with extreme confidence have had that confidence robbed by them, by people that have spoken ill words about them. Words, we rarely forget hurtful words. It just sticks in us, doesn't it? It sticks in our hearts. People could say 99 great things about you, but if there's one negative, what do you focus on? The one, right? And 
perhaps the most overlooked dynamic part of this is that words have different um, effect on us, not only in when they're spoken to us, but our recovery time from those words. Recovery time isn't equally weighted when it comes to the words. So people will say something and immediately you feel hurt and pain, but you don't get over it immediately, do you? It takes time. And, and the problem with this is that sometimes people will say something. You heard somebody say something to you and like they recognize immediately that what they said crossed the line and it was hurtful. And they'll be like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry I said that, right? Anybody? Okay. And, and they expect you to get over it immediately. Do you ever get over it immediately? No, it takes time. And so the implication that they have is, well, I said I'm sorry, I'm fine now. But the reality is, is those words hurt you. They stuck with you. Words are powerful. The words we use and how we use them have extreme power over not only our lives, but the lives of people that are affected by the words that we speak. This is how powerful words are, just so you guys know. Um, I could get up here right now, I won't, and I could say things that would ruin my career, right? I could say things right now from the stage and next week, somebody else would come up and be like, you guys remember Jeremy? Yeah, he's not coming back ever again, right? Because that's how powerful words are, right? All right? And so we have to be careful when we use our words. And today, we're going to talk about one particular usage of our words that we often use, um, an, an illustration, an idea that can be particularly seedy and dangerous because I believe it's one of the most untold um, damaging things when it comes to relationships and how we are with each other. And if these people are in our lives or we are people that do this, we need to take real good look at ourselves and the people around us. And that is today we're talking about the gossip, right? Anybody like to gossip? Nobody raised their hand. Shocker. All right. So to illustrate this, I want to do this in kind of a fun way. And so on Friday night, um, Many people were part of a social experiment that they did not know they were a part of, all right? So Friday night was our volunteer dinner. Now, at our volunteer dinner, I was trying to think of ways to kind of illustrate this idea of people in a fun way, like talking about you a little bit behind your back, you know, although I knew this was going to be something that was talked about. And so for Friday night, um, I grew a mustache, yeah, and I cannot pull off a mustache, but I grew it. And I didn't grow it like that day, like I, I'm not that good. So like I didn't shave for a little while, then I shaved everything except for the mustache. So if you want to see me with mustache, come to the volunteer dinner. Now here's the thing, I cannot pull off a mustache. It's so bad that my wife, I didn't tell her I was doing this, which was my first mistake. Uh, when she came in and saw me, she just walked right past me and didn't even say anything to me. She just like, nope, we're not doing this. And so, uh, but here's the thing. So I grew this mustache, right? This is all in fun, okay? Now some people came up and talked to me and were like, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? Um, some people came up and talked to me, so they acknowledged it with me, which is the right thing to do, but then went ahead and talked to other people about the midlife crisis they thought I was having, right? Um, some people just made comments amongst themselves. Like, I could see people, because like, it's, it's, you, you walk, I opened the door, and so if you guys, I intentionally opened the door so everybody saw a close-up of the mustache. Then I was serving food so that everybody saw the mustache. Now, here's the thing, and this is, this is what... There were people talking about the mustache to my face, but also behind my back. And I didn't care because, honestly, it looked ridiculous. There are some people that can pull off mustaches. I am not one of them. Me and my nephew, Ben. Ben, if you're watching this, shave it. It looks ridiculous. Uh, so we cannot pull it off. Now, some people can. 
Now, here, here's the thing. This is why I did that, okay? Because sometimes things happen, they're right in front of us, and our natural inclination is to talk about it, right? Now, whether this was, you know, this was obviously just for fun, and I knew people would think it was funny and, and that I was having a midlife crisis or something, but, but here's the thing. People were talking about this, this silly mustache. Now, that's a silly idea, but what if it was something that was real? What if it was something that was going on that was obvious to everybody else? Would you still want to talk about it behind my back or behind somebody else's back? In Proverbs chapter 18, there's this verse. It said, the words of gossip are like tasty bits of food. People like to gobble them up. Now, in in some translations, it says dainty little morsels, which is this idea that it's like this thing that like once you start, you just can't stop. Right? And so to illustrate how this, um, I brought up some dainty little morsels. Um, these are peanut butter M&Ms, right? Peanut butter M&Ms, right? Um, peanut butter M&Ms, in my opinion, are the king of candy, right? They are better than, if you've had regular M&Ms, okay, if you have a nut allergy, I'm sorry, you're missing out. But they are amazing. Now, the problem with me, though, with peanut butter M&Ms is I cannot eat one of these right now. Because if I eat one of these, I will not stop until this entire bowl is gone. Right? And I'll just keep eating them and eating them and eating them. The other problem with this is I could eat this entire bowl, which is not healthy. This is the share size, although let's be honest, we could easily put this away. Um, is that if you, I ate all of these, it wouldn't be good for me. But if you filled this bowl back up, guess what I'm going to do? Start eating some of them. And the same can be said kind of of gossip. And I love that illustration the Bible gives that they're like these little dainty morsels, these little bits of food. And we just keep consuming them. And we're not realizing what they're doing to us. They're not healthy for us. They're not good for us. And it's the other thing is they seem so like tiny, right? It seems like so harmless. But when you keep doing it over and over and over again, it becomes incredibly toxic. I heard it said that gossip can travel around the world and back before the truth can get out of bed and put its pants on, right? And that's probably pretty accurate especially in our social media world, right? I mean, used to be if you were going to talk about somebody, you had to go through the hassle of like calling them, right? And, and then hoping to get them on and hoping to get them away from everybody. But now with social media and texting and all of this stuff, it becomes so easy to do this, to talk about people behind their backs. And the other thing is so many people because of social media and just because we're more aware of things around us, we're aware of more things and what people are doing and what's going on in their lives. And it's easy for somebody to post something and us be like, oh, I got to text so-and-so about this, right? Can you believe they're doing this? Can you believe they did this? Can you believe they allowed this to happen? And it's just one thing after the other. Now, the other thing about gossip is this. Um, when we were kids, like, you, you, you knew that people would talk about people behind their back. And, like, I'm going to go and tell you this. There is nothing meaner than a middle school girl, right? They're just, they just, they're, I don't know what it is about them. I was a student minister for nine years, so I can tell you there is nothing meaner than, like, an eighth grade girl going into a freshman year. And uh, the things they would say about each other. And, you know, and the conversations I would hear them having about each other. And, and so you would hope that as we grow up and mature, we would move past that, right? But we all know in this room, we don't. We just get better at disguising it, don't we? We get better at disguising our gossip. 
The fact of the matter is most of us in this room have been victims at some point of gossip. Somebody talking about us or sharing information about us they shouldn't have shared or talking to somebody um, behind our backs that we knew and they possibly knew would offend us or make us upset. We also know how much pain that it can inflict. Maybe for some of us in this room, and this is, this is true, I mean, you've lost a friendship because of something that was said about you. Or you have people, it's, it's the holiday season, right? Let's think about this. I mean, there's no thicker gossip than the gossip in our families, right? And so Thanksgiving's coming up and Christmas is coming up. And we're going to have to see people that we know historically and maybe even recently have said things about us and we've said things about them. And, and the reality is, is it all hurts. And these rumors sink deep into a person's heart and it inflicts so much pain. The problem with gossip is it's also very difficult to see it when you're doing it. Because just again, like the tiny little morsels, sometimes we think it's innocent. We think that, oh, well, it's just the thing that we do. It's just one of these things. But it hurts, and it hurts people, right? And the other thing that's interesting, and we're going to come back to this, is all of us in this room have been the victims of somebody talking about us or sharing information or saying things about us, and we know how much it hurts. We know how much conflict it causes and yet we go and do the same thing to other people. And that's the kind of the, the baffling thing about it. And so, like I said, we disguise it, right? One of the things that we do in church, and you guys may not know this, and some of you didn't grow up in church, so you're not used to this, but one of the things that we sometimes disguise it as is the prayer request. You ever had the prayer request gossip, right? We need to pray for so-and-so because they're going through a hard time. And you don't even ask, like, what they're going through. Okay, I pray for them. Well, let me tell you what they're going through, right? And all of a sudden now, it's just like, can you pray for this person? Sure, I'll pray for this person. And then all of a sudden, and some of you know what I'm talking about, you're just going through the whole laundry list of everything that's going on with them, even though the person didn't even ask, right? The other thing is that happens sometimes with gossip is people will say things like this. Well, it's true, right? And so it's, it's not really gossip because what I'm saying about them is actually true. Well, here's a great quote you need to kind of internalize. Here's what it says. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said, right? You need to make sure that everything you're saying, if you're going to talk about somebody, is true, but not everything that's true needs to be said. For example, do you want everything that's true about you being said about you? No. Nobody does. So for some of you, you just need to hear that word, right? Because it's something that goes on with us. But, but we all know that, that, that we have power in our words, and we know that gossip can be one of these things that can, can really hurt people. Um, as we're going to see in a minute, with our words, we have the opportunity to bring life to people, or as the Bible tells us, we have the opportunity to hurt people and bring death to people. And gossip can be hurtful to so many different people. And so let's kind of take a look at all of the people um, that it affects. And so the first one is this. Gossip hurts the, the person spoken about. All right, gossip hurts the person spoken about. Now, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, but, but let's just go ahead and say this. I don't really need to say anything else about this, do I? Right? It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts when you find out that people are talking about you behind your back. It hurts when you find out what people are saying about you, whether it's true or not about you. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28 says this, A troublemaker plants seeds of strife, which is what a gossip does. Gossip separates the best of friends. I know people who have had deep, because I've had to walk through this with them and counsel them this, have had deep, intimate relationships destroyed because of gossip, because of what other people have said about them and airing their laundry out there when they did not have permission to do so. 
Gossip is this really acidic thing that when it gets in, it's this really toxic thing. It can destroy so many levels of trust, and it hurts. It separates, and it hurts people. That's what it does. It hurts people. And everybody in this room, whether you acknowledge it or not, have been a victim of this. Many of us in this room have felt the the betrayal, the bitterness, the small-mindedness of the insecurities of the person that spoke about us, didn't we? But here's the good news. If you've experienced the bitterness and the small-mindedness and insecurities that come from that person, it could be worse. You could be them. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. The second one is the one that not a lot of people think about, but this is true. Gossip hurts the listener, right? You ever been drug into something and you didn't want to get into it, right? Now, now here, here's the thing about that. <clears throat> Why did that person think that they could tell you that? Nobody wants to answer that question, do they, right? See, being brought into something is one of these things that sometimes they have to feel comfortable with you that they can share this information with you. Let's be honest, and I know people like this. They're almost their entire relationship, okay, is based on gossiping about other people, sharing information about other people. In fact, I've been around people that that's just what they do. They just talk about other people and they share things about other people. The other thing about gossip and why it hurts the listener is this gossip is infectious, isn't it? Right? Somebody might start saying something about somebody else and you're listening to it. And then all of a sudden, you start chiming in with your feelings and opinions about it. And next thing you know, it's been a 30-minute conversation all about this person who's not in the room and would not appreciate you talking about them, right? And and here's what happens, too, for me at least, and I can only speak of myself. When when I find myself, because I'm not innocent of this at all. I'm just as guilty as anybody else can drug into this. But here's the thing. When I find myself in these conversations... It changes my mindset, and I can go real negative real fast, and it can become really easy to turn the spotlight on other people to defer the spotlight ever being shown on me. The other thing is this. It's infectious, and what happens is sometimes we'll start talking about somebody, and I've seen this, and I've done this, and we'll start talking about somebody, and next thing I know, the conversation ends, and you know what I say? What well, did you hear about this? Did you hear about what they did? And all of a sudden now, what started with one morsel, next thing you know, the whole bowl's gone. And you know what would happen if I ate this entire bowl of peanut butter M&Ms? I would feel pretty gross at the end of it, wouldn't I? And when I get done with these conversations, can I just tell you, sometimes I just feel gross. I feel bad. I don't feel good. I thought it would make me feel good, but it doesn't. And that's what gossip does. So gossip hurts the listener. And just so you know, I've said this a few times, but but I just got to keep reminding people of this. Um, If once they start stop talking to you, what makes you think they won't start talking about you? Right? Here's the statement. If they are talking to you about someone else 100% of the time without a shadow of a doubt, so just think about your friendships and your conversations, they are talking about you to somebody else. They are. And if you're going to allow someone to run down your friends, run down your families, listen, you are promoting what they're saying by your inaction and by being a part of it. And so sometimes the listener's like, well, I just had to sit there and listen. No, you didn't. And in fact, in a few minutes, we're we're going to give you a few ways you can shut the conversation down. 
And so gossip hurts the one that's spoken to. Gossip hurts the listener, and often it's this infectious thing that brings them into it. And then lastly, the one thing we don't ever think about is gossip hurts the speaker, right? It really does. There's this idea that comes out of Proverbs. It's a couple chapters combined, but Proverbs chapter 25 kind of hones in on it. And it says, don't betray another person's secret because others may accuse you of gossiping and you will never regain your good reputation. Have you ever met a gossip and been like, you know what, I just want to be like you one day? Just talking so bad about everybody, right? Now, you know, and listen, we're all, we've all gossiped, but we know people that the toxic part of their life is that's just who they are. They're a gossip. And here's the thing that, that happens when you're around somebody that that's just a part of who they are. For me, at least, you know what I think? I can't trust them. The other thing that that makes me think is, because I can't trust them, it makes me think, like, what are they saying about me when I'm not around? And it makes me really careful to even say anything to them, because you never know what they're going to say. Because the other unsightly truth about gossip is this. Remember that telephone game you played when you were kids? And you start with one statement, and all of a sudden it makes it to 10 people, and it's just something ridiculous, right? Same thing with gossip, isn't it? It starts with one And the gossip may not have said anything that was that bad, but all of a sudden it's made it through 10 different people and all of a sudden now the story changes and it grows and it's a different variation of it. And all of a sudden now, because of this one person that shouldn't have been talking about it anyway, but started it, all of this stuff comes back to them. And so gossip, whether you realize it or not, it actually hurts you because people can't trust you. And you think that they're bringing you in because you have all of this information. But in reality, for most people, we don't want to get close to somebody like that. The other thing that's bad about it is it's this toxic thing about us. where We're not willing to deal with the stuff that's in us. We'd rather deal with the stuff that's in other people. And until you look inward and you're honest with who's in the mirror and what's going on in your heart, you are never going to grow as a person. I love this quote. It's um, It's a little offensive, but here's what it says. You do not need to invent things with your small mind and then share them with your big mouth. All right? You just need to, you don't need to do that. I used this quote a few weeks ago, and I love it. Eleanor Roosevelt, she was a little sassy. She says this, great minds discuss ideas, everyone's discuss events, and small minds discuss other people. There's this quote I read from Psychology Today, and it said this, when we make negative statements about others behind their backs, we often do so because we want to feel powerful. And that's usually because we in some ways feel powerless, unworthy, or courageous enough to be forthright. Sadly, gossip is just another mask like overachieving or overglorification to find validation or simply to feel like we are more than who we believe we actually are. So gossip hurts the person spoken about, gossip hurts the listener, and gossip hurts the speaker. So in conclusion, by deductive reasoning, here's what we know. Gossip hurts everybody. There's nobody that benefits from it. So the conclusion should be we don't want to gossip. So to do that, I'm going to give you a couple handles. These are very practical things. Now, I know for some of you, this is really difficult. For some of you, you're like, I don't even know why he's talking about this. But for some of us in this room, if we're honest, we know this is a huge struggle for us. 
And I'm telling you, I've been in the church world working here for 20 years. Nothing has the potential to destroy relationships, family, but even church dynamics more than gossip. Nothing. So there's two different avenues that we can look at. The first one is this, is learning to guard your ears, which is the idea of when these things start to come up, learning to guard your ears, okay? So when I was researching this, there, there was this uh, article that I read about how to stop a gossip in their tracks. And so I clicked on it and read it, and it was one of the most brilliant things that I'd have ever read. came out of Psychology Today, and then Hey Sigmund did another article about it too. But here's what they said. Here's how you protect your ears. When somebody starts telling you something and gossiping about somebody else, are you ready for the question that just shuts it down? Ready? Why are you telling me this? Why? Why are you telling me this? And here's why this is the perfect question. Because every piece of gossip that I can ever remember being a part of or ever hearing could be shut down with that conversation. And here's why. Because they don't have an answer. At least one that won't make them look bad, right? And here's what I know about a gossip. They will do everything they can not to look bad. That's why they do it to begin with. It's because they want, they're so desperate to shed light on everyone else. And, and so, hey, why are, why are you telling me this? Right? 100% of the time, it'll shut it down. Now, you don't have to be all sassy, like, why are you telling me this? Right? All right. Um, here's what you can do, because I know some of you, you would never say that to somebody. So here's the other thing you can do, another version of that. Right, And the other version of that is this. When they're like bringing information to you about another person, here's what you say. Have you talked to them about that? Have you talked to them about that? You know what the answer is going to be every time? No. Me and my wife, we had this rule several years ago. We still try to honor it as best as we can, but we had this rule that we said, if we are going to talk about somebody, we have 24 hours to talk to that somebody about what we just talked about. And so if we're going to have this conversation about this person or this couple, because we all do it. Listen, none of us are innocent of this, that we have to talk to that person. Or the other rule is we can't talk about it until we've talked to them. And so have you had the chance to talk about this to them? All right? Those two questions, I tell you, will shut it down if you want to protect your ears every single time. Why are you telling me this? And have you talked to them about this? And do you know where all that came from? It was in psychology today, but do you know where that actually came from? It came from Jesus. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus has this, this great line where he's talking about conflict between two people. And he says, what you do is you go to that person individually and you talk to them about whatever the conflict is. And if you do this, he says, you will win them back. And then he says, but, but if that doesn't work, because sometimes it doesn't, sometimes the conflict is too much or there's too much going on. He says, then you go with somebody that like, you both mutually like, respect and agree with, and you take them as a mediator. And then if that still doesn't work, then at that point, maybe you should start bringing some other people into it. Do you know what me and you do? Here's the issue. Let's bring everybody into it, get, get a decision of what we should all think about this, and then we'll take it to that person. And it never works. So this is actually something that Jesus taught to us to do. And this is brilliant. So the first thing is we're going to guard our ears. The second one is this. Um, 
we have to guard our mouths, right? And so this is one of those things where it's really difficult. In Proverbs chapter 20, the Bible says a gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around gossips. And so um, in Proverbs chapter 21, there's a Bible verse that you guys, oh, it already came up. A little quick, but that's okay. All right, so a Bible verse that we're all going to memorize together. This is, this is actually in the Bible, these exact words. Ready? We're going to say it together. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Some of you need to get this tattooed. All right? Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. It's that simple. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. And here's why this is important. Because we know it's true. Right? How many times have you been in a circumstance and the thing you think is, if I just kept my mouth shut, if I just hadn't said anything, right? Now, if you feel you find yourself still feeling the need to be a part of gossip after you've guarded your ears and shut your mouth, here's the question you need to ask yourself. And it's a simple question. Would I want someone sharing the same information about me? And you already know the answer. We've already answered it three times already today. In other words, it goes back again to what Jesus taught us. You do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. So the question becomes, when you're about to speak something or be a part of a conversation about someone who is not around or would not appreciate you having that conversation about them, the question is simple. Would you want someone speaking the same kind of information about you? And the answer is no. So we're going to guard our hearts and we're going to close our mouths. James, the brother of Jesus in his book, and if you ever just want to read a book of the Bible, you should read the book of James. It's a brilliant book, very practical. And in this, he talks about the power of our words. And so this is not just about gossip, but gossip is included in this. And he says, when we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey, we can turn the whole animal. So horses, if you've been around them, are powerful creatures, right? They are fast. They are strong. And yet, if you've ever ridden a horse, you know they're controlled by a very small piece, aren't they? And so this massive animal that could easily overpower any of us, once we get that bit into its mouth, we can control it. Or he says, or take ships as an example. All day or so large and driven by strong winds, they are stirred by a very small rudder. You ever seen a giant cruise ship up out of the water? And you ever seen the size of the rudder? Now, while standing here by itself, it would actually be fairly large. Compared to a cruise ship, it's tiny. And yet this small little thing dictates where this ship goes. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it is make great boast, right? So our tongue, by the way, your tongue is about between 3.4 and 3.0 inches long, which is weird and gross. But here's the thing. Um, the tongue is so small, yet think about how much impact it makes. Consider what a great forest is set on by a small spark, right? Forest fires every year. Like every year there's these great forest fires out west, and they'll find out it's like from somebody like threw out a cigarette. Or it's like somebody that threw out a match that wasn't done burning. I mean, it's just a small thing in the right context can create a massive destruction. 
The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire. That's pretty dramatic, isn't it? And is itself set on fire by hell. Ready? All of the kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures. I mean, think about all of the things that we've been able to domesticate and control as human beings have been tamed by man, but no human being can tame the tongue. Think about all of the things that you have control of in your life, and you can't even control your own tongue. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who've been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, my brothers. This should not be. Here's what his point is. In a second, most of us in this room are going to sing songs about how great God is. And then two hours later, we're going to find ourselves in a conversation tearing down somebody who was made in the image of God. And the Bible says, that can't be. That makes you a hypocrite. See, here, here's what I believe when it comes to the toxicity of gossip. Our mouth really isn't the problem. It's our broken, sin-stained heart, isn't it? Jesus said, out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. Which is, again, the idea that we've got to take a look at ourselves. And the reason we're so tempted to gossip is because that's difficult to take a look at what's in here. And it's much easier to shine a light on all of them and what's wrong with them rather than taking a look at us. So gossip. Why would we do this to ourselves? Why would we do this to others? Gossip does not cultivate a good life. The Bible teaches that what you reap, you you will sow. Was that, did I say that backwards? What you sow, you will reap. I don't understand farming. So anyway, anyway, the point is, is that what you do has consequences, all right? It's early. The better news, however, is the same emotional relief and connection that we think we get from gossiping, right, can be found in another avenue. So the same powerful relational connection we hope to achieve in gossiping can be found in somewhere else. And you know what that is? It's speaking words of kindness to people. It's saying good things about people. It's trying to find the good. There's this brilliant quote by Brene Brown, and she says this, I know my life is better when I work from the assumption that everyone is doing the best they can with what they have been given. And here's what I'm learning about people that we like to gossip about that find themselves in tough situations. Not all of them have been given the same life that we have. And sometimes those people are so easy to talk about when I start to actually talk to them and learn about them, what I find is all of the pain and heartache from their past that led them to make those choices and to do those things. And so I have to assume that they're doing the best with what they've been given. It's about refusing to judge a person based on what you, what you think is right or wrong, what you think is good or bad, or what you think is better or best, and finding something you appreciate about them. It's about identifying something in a person, even just one thing that inspires you to speak life and not death. Because you know what? I have regretted saying a lot of things about people over the years. I have never once regretted encouraging somebody. I have never once regretted saying something kind to somebody. Because in the end, it's not just about how damaging gossip can be to us and the world around us. It's about us using our words in a different 
way. So here's the challenge as we wrap up. 24 hours. That's all I ask for. At 1040 tomorrow, you can let the floodgates open of all of the trash that you got to get out. 24 hours when you catch yourself about to say something. When you catch yourself about to be a part of a conversation. Would I want someone to say this about me? Would I want someone talking about this? Or maybe, here's what I need to do. This is a weird situation, and this is a weird thing, and he should not have grown a mustache. It looks terrible, but here's what's going to happen. Rather than focus on that, I'm going to focus on something good. I'm going to encourage this person in some ways. See, what's crazy is you'd be surprised at how much a small rudder can turn a large ship. Let's pray.